0: my uh, dear friend, Arthur Idala, Arthur, good uh, Wednesday morning, buddy. How are you? Happy
1: New Year, and uh, I will tell you, Sid, I have never gotten a more beautiful Christmas card from a Jewish couple than the one I received from you and your <laughs> wife on Christmas Day. You, both of you look gorgeous, and I'm I saying, do. is It say, does it say, like, Merry Christmas and, like, Happy Hanukkah? No, it just says Merry Christmas. I'm <laughs> so sitting Danielle, I'm like, all right. I'm like, I don't know if any I've ever had a Merry Christmas card from a very Jewish couple. But hey, I loved it, man. I, Thank I I'll you. I thought sending out uh, that Monica was a great cards picture, and yeah. Cards. That was
0: a great picture. We took that picture at uh Stephen Van Zandt's policeman's ball right before Christmas and uh at our house before we left for the party. So we did use that for the uh the Merry Christmas card. Well, the way that,
1: I mean the way that picture looked, it was not a house. It looked more like a mansion. <laughs> yeah, it was well, like, well it's a not a staircase. So. Yeah. Wow, it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Sid, you you copped out a little bit. I mean, look, you could spend days and weeks and hours talking about what's wrong with New York. But on New Year's Day at Coney Island, the thousands of us who ran into that water and partied like it was the end of the world as we knew it, first in the parking lot, then on the sand, then after we went to Bay Ridge to the Wicked Monk. I mean, those are New York moments that – you know, you just can't duplicate. There's not that energy. There's not that fire. There's not that joie de vivre. We had so much fun. And you were invited. You were, you know, I, I said, look, we're going to be right by your house. We're going to be on the beach of Coney Island. And it was doctors and lawyers and accountants and cops and lieutenants. Idiots.
0: Firefighters. It was yeah. fantastic. What? I mean, this is exactly why I want to leave New York. I mean, this is like crazy conversations like this. I could be in the beach in, in the Atlantic Ocean in Boca Raton where the water is 78 degrees, but no, I'm going to jump in freezing waters in Coney Island with a bunch of overpaid doctors and lawyers to prove what? Well, well what about the cops and the firefighters Were you left over? Ah, oh, they're idiots too for doing that. God, it's stupid.
1: It's a stupid that.
0: tradition. Why do you do it? What, what is the reason for it?
1: Well, I will tell you, it, it's, it started off because I was having a bad year. It was the year the first year I didn't have my son because of my separation. No. And Christian Carmody, who is your mother, was your teacher at Poly Prep. The great Helen did, Carmody? The, yes, ma'am. She failed yes, me, me in science. Listen, I was her son's best friend. I got a C-minus. So, you know, <laughs> don't, worry, don't worry about that. We went, and this year there was a bunch of people from Poly there. You know what? It's a baptism of sorts. You go in that water at one o'clock on the first day, uh, the first month, and it's like okay. You wipe off last year, and you're going into this year. It's invigorating. I mean, we start off. We do 24, whatever the year is, we do that many push-ups. So this year we did. We all dropped. We did 24 push-ups, ran into the water, and it was just such a. I brought a boombox into the water, (laughs) playing Mr. Brightside by the Killers, and all these people were dancing around in the water. It was spectacular. It really was. Spect- I'm still flying high from it. Two days later, it's really, it was really, really
0: great. <laughs> All right, good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. This is uh, the great defense attorney, Arthur Idol, and it is, of course, a, a huge New York tradition. And a lot of very, very fine people, like Arthur said, cops, firefighters, and Arthur jump in the water every year, and he seems to love it. That's good. So this list comes out yesterday, and we'll get to the uh, you know the pro-Palestinian folks in a moment. But the list comes out yesterday. 170 names. And uh, Dershowitz is on the list. You know, Alan has become a dear, like you, a dear, dear friend and a family friend. And he had that whole lawsuit with Gufroy, and you got involved in that, did a very good job, mind you. But the name being on the list, you know perception sometimes is more dangerous than reality. And people are going to say Why are you on that list in the first place? What were you doing on that island in the first place? You know people are going to say that, yes? Well, yeah, but, I mean,
1: since you have Alan on your show all the time and and John Katsimatidis does, I mean, you know
0: who Alan was on the island with, right? I don't. I love Alan. I'm not accusing Alan of anything, but I just don't like seeing anybody's name on that list he was on the on the
1: island with his wife caroline and his daughter there you go i think think he was 12 years old at the time jeffrey epstein had just bought the island uh it was still the island was actually still under construction they spent one night there Um, but alan was there with his wife and his little daughter who actually just got married um look this people on that list there were witness lists there were people who were drivers there are people who worked on the property these were like if there was going to be a trial who would be the people being called? This is not a list of this is everyone who Jeffrey Epstein uh, hooked up with women. This is a list of if this thing was going to go forward. And, you know, you mentioned Jufrey. This was all from her uh, her case against Epstein and my client, Ghislaine Maxwell. And this was just like, okay, who, who were the names you would hear? You know, at the beginning of a trial, a judge asks both sides – Give me a witness list and give me names of of people who jurors may hear because there could be a conflict. They could say, "Oh, uh, you know, Sid Rosenberg was here there," and someone says, "Wait a Sid Rosenberg." Yeah, right I'd
0: appreciate sweat. you not involving me in this in, in anyway. well, and, even and, and, even uh, in a hypothetical. Keep my damn yeah, right. name off this.
1: Nope. <laughs> well, it, it could just be like Sid Rosenberg was at Stevie Van Zandt's event, and, and Jeffrey Epstein was there, so we want to call him to verify that Jeffrey Epstein was actually at the event. So. Uh, Judge Preska, who I know well, who I did the Dershowitz case in front of, um, you know, representing Allen, she said, "Look, there's no reason, no legal reason anymore, to keep, for me to keep these names quiet, uh, except for anyone who was a, who was saying they were a victim and they were minors at the time. Those names I will I will redact and keep out. But everyone else, there's no legal reason why I shouldn't let these names go. Honestly, Sid, this is like." a this is all like a media play. There's really not a lot here. There's no names that the federal government from law enforcement doesn't know. There's no names that anyone who wants to bring a lawsuit doesn't know. There's really, you know, it's it was a great way for all the cable news channels last night to spend the first half hour of their show. But there's really no big deal here. There's not a one. We all knew about Clinton. We all knew about Dershowitz. We all knew about Prince Andrew. There's no, like, blockbuster name on here that people go, oh, my God, could you believe that? So, you know, yeah, it was it was great to grab some headlines, but I don't see anything real coming out of it.
0: Where are you in that um, Ghislaine Maxwell case? Because, again, public perception is, and I think it's real, that she's guilty. I think she's guilty. Uh, where are you uh, in that case? Okay, so all the appeals have been submitted, and we're waiting
1: for a date to argue that case in front of the uh, federal appeals court. We're guessing that's probably going to be in March. And again, people should understand appeals are not many trials about is someone guilty or innocent. Who's on trial is like the umpire of a baseball game or a referee of a of a uh, you know a, a football game. Like, did they make the right call? So, you know, you said something said which is just not true is that you know i go into court and lie when i was a kid my father hit me my father struck me the biggest thing he struck me for was lying yeah okay so i will i will get every judge every prosecutor to come on your show if you want day after day after day and you and curtis can cross-examine them whether Arthur Idala has ever lied to them, and I well, will tell you, you Listen, maybe, maybe
0: to I use. I to listen, them. maybe I. Well, you do lie. Uh, but maybe I use the wrong no, word. <laughs> no, no, I try, no. I, I don't lie. It started off Every when I was, like, lawyer lies. Old, every every lawyer, you all lie. I don't.
1: I don't have to lie. The, the, here's the truth, folks. Yeah. 90% of my cases take – criminal take is, cases take a plea. You know why? Thank God our law enforcement officers actually arrest the guilty people. So that's a beautiful thing that we live in a country where people who are being arrested are actually guilty. So we don't lie. We minimize. We We mitigate. We say, yeah, okay, this guy did it, but he was drinking and driving because – he just found out that his wife is having sex with his best friend, who happens to be his brother. And, yes, he had drank too much to drink, and he drove. So instead of giving him a year in jail, can we give him three months in jail?
0: That's oh Hold lot. on, see, you're right. telling me, and I, I love that, that, and you do do that. That's true. Uh, but you're telling me, because I remember arguing with Joe Tacopina about Yoran Banders for years. He's innocent. He's innocent. Now he's not saying all that so much again. You're telling me there's never been a time in your illustrious and well-deserved illustrious attorney career That you haven't gone into court knowing full well your client was guilty and tried to make an argument they weren't. Not about jail time, how much, what the penalty should be, but that the person was actually innocent or guilty. You've never done that. I have made arguments that, <laughs> that people have not proven their <laughs> case beyond a
1: reasonable doubt. There's been plenty of times. Listen, Billy Repetti, when that crane fell in New York City and killed seven people, I argued he was factually innocent, and I got to hear him not guilty 43 times right. because that was the truth. Right. I, I have clients lied to me? Our mutual friend. Lawrence Taylor, the first minute I met him, he was like I didn't have sex with her. So I went on Matt Lauer's show, I went on France's show, I said he didn't have sex with her. After Lawrence and I got a little closer, we found out that well maybe that's not exactly true, uh-huh. but she was a she was a prostitute. She got paid for having sex. What happened? It went from a rape one felony to a misdemeanor where they wanted him to do j- years in jail to a misdemeanor where he got a slap on the wrist and then Gloria Allred tried to sue him and it took the jury fifteen minutes. To say, get out of here, Gloria Allred, and watch Gloria cry in the courthouse because she lost this big case against the great Lawrence Taylor.
0: So, no, there's no need to lie. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888- Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.